Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Movies and Rants and today it is a very special episode because we have three people recording today so apologies if it does get a bit messy. With me today, you know him, Mr. Tan Se Hao. Yeah. And new to the podcast is Mr. Tan Je Liang, another Tan. Hello there. I'm Tan. I have a fellow Tan now. Tan number one and Tan number two. We are many. So today, today we will be talking about gacha. And to to our disdain. That's why I brought in these two experts you know to talk about gacha i, I resent that no, no, no. I resent i'm not that. an expert no no, no. <laughs> i think just very experienced yeah. just very experienced yeah. well Zeliang is more seasoned than i am i i am inclined okay. to be Let, well, let's um, start off first let's start off first what what is gacha well, well uh, yeah you go i guess you, you oh i i go first uh, all right um okay. yeah why don't you go let first the veteran, let the veteran explain all right um okay i guess i guess we have to start from the beginning right so um if you're not familiar to uh i would call it asian mobile gaming or asian gaming in general um there is a system called gacha system where you exchange um i would call it digital currency in hopes like crypto, that you, you like crypto? Uh, no, not crypto. So um, it's more, more traditional, traditional than that. So it's like um, in-game resources, like uh, you know, digital currency. There's only usable in the game, just uh, so to speak. And um, you exchange that for a chance uh, to get an item in the gacha. So uh, you would call it like a, a lotto system, you know. Um, is I it? trade in a lotto ticket and with uh with hopes of getting like maybe a BMW car or maybe a new game console, new TV, uh, and so on and so forth. Yeah, but isn't but for a lottery system, if you don't win the car, you don't get anything, right? But is it if I'm not mistaken for for normal gacha, you will always get something back, but it just n- might not be what you wanted. Yes, that's right. You you you. So in this sense, you do not lose. Because regardless of how much you put in, you still get something back in the end of the day. Mm. If I remember, uh, is it like a coin machine? You know, like you know, like when you were a little kid, you know, there were always coin machines, uh, where you could put a coin in and then a capsule would come out, but then it might not be the capsule you wanted. It's exactly the same thing. Okay, we just digitalize it now. You no, know, that's where the, games, the name actually games. comes from. Yeah, that's where the name Gacha comes from from Gachapon. Yeah. Oh okay, it's a Japanese yes. term. I I I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> you know the when when you when you do the put the coin in the machine and you have to spin the or turn the knob, turn the thing right yeah. yeah it it makes a gacha sound like it's like gacha Does gacha it? yeah. I if I remember correctly I don't remember. that is that is the the origin of the term gacha because it makes that sound so it's basically an onomatopoeia. The entire wow, okay. yeah, the entire paradigm was created because of this mechanism in in these capsule machines, which produced this sound. And now it's an entire game. It's it, no, it's not a game. It's a system. It, uh, it's, 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 it's a, a component. System. It's a system. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I would I would call it a system. I would call it uh, a component. Um, it's it's not the entire game, but the game kind of revolves around it, lah. Okay, so 
you you guys were talking about loot boxes earlier, right? And from what I understand, loot boxes, mostly in Western games, I believe, it's just something where you buy and then they'll be like, oh, uh, I'm spending money on this box and I know there are rare items I will get in this box, but I don't know what kind of rare items I will get. So you were saying gacha is very similar to loot boxes, but that's how you were saying it's different. Mm. Why? What's different? Well, I... And in kind, okay, I guess first of all, it, I think it has to be clarified that obviously, even though we're using some kind of in-game resource to obtain like a chance at getting some kind of reward in a gacha system or, or to purchase a loot box for a chance to obtain a certain rare item that we want inside that loot box, the entire business motivation is obviously that we can exchange money for those resources as well. Which is why a lot of people equate it to gambling, which I agree with. Uh, and the reason why I believe the loot boxes are kind of different from gacha is that although they both involve this element of chance, you know, to get something, I would say that loot boxes conventionally follow like a different kind of mechanic. And I think the one of the biggest difference is that Usually in a gacha system, it's exactly how you would do it in an actual gacha machine. Right? You, you put in some kind of money or resource and you get something. And that something may or may not be what you want. Whereas in a loot box, it usually gives you uh, like a, a variety of different things in one, in one go, if I'm not mistaken. But I understand that a lot of different games have like different kinds of systems and to be honest, I am not that familiar with the wide array of like systems which are out there. I just know that in, I believe in many cases, loot boxes usually revolve around things like cosmetics or things which might not necessarily affect gameplay in a major way. Whereas I am of the impression that a lot of gacha games, it's kind of the central mechanic. So you need to do gacha in order to actually improve your gameplay experience in that sense. I so, see. So, so you mean for instance like Call of Duty, right? Yeah. You don't, even if you don't open any loot boxes or you don't pay for any loot boxes, the the main game play isn't affected, right? You can still play that's the my, game normally. That's my impression, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you can get loot boxes and get like a cool knife or whatever in Call of Duty or whatever, right? You can look cooler when you kill other people, I guess, in-game. But it technically doesn't detract from the actual gameplay, right? Whereas in a lot of gacha games, I think the fundamental concept is that you actually do need to participate in this gacha system in order to get some pretty pivotal elements of the game, like a different character or a different like a piece of equipment which changes the game uh, you know, in in the in the sense that it makes you a lot stronger than people who might not necessarily have this item or character or equipment. Mm, and, I know, so Liang, you, yeah. you you're hearing all this. What do you think? I think fundamentally they're the same because um, it really depends on the the game studio, the game developer, and how they choose to, to approach this. So um, I didn't play this game personally myself, but if I'm not mistaken, uh. EA Games, they, uh, they, they, they made loot boxes the central theme in their game Star Wars Battlefront 2. Uh, 
Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, so, I, I've heard about it. I've heard about it. Right. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you can you can and might get uh limited. I don't think they're limited, but you can get characters from the loot box system itself. Okay. Uh, Again, yeah. I, I'm also not entirely sure about that one. But if I'm not mistaken, the whole furor about that game was that you need to exchange money, but it wasn't a gamble. You you just get the thing that you want. So I guess is it isn't isn't that just like any other modern game? Granted, I'm not a gamer. Right. I hardly play any games. But isn't that? Doesn't that just sound like any other uh, modern game, which right, is, the, oh, here's a new mm-hmm. skin, here's a new character, you can pay, please pay us to, to download and use this character or this skin. Right. I think this is right, an edge right. case because EA, when they published or released Star Wars Battlefront 2, it's, it's not exactly like a game which you are just free to participate in. You have to already buy the game, right? And of course, you can argue, you know, it's, it's the business of EA and how they want to do it. It's just that the way that they wanted to do it was in direct opposition with how a lot of players felt was the right thing to do because they were already investing money to buy this game, right? And for for like a character like Darth Vader, you know, you expect that if you pay for the game, like you should be able to play these right. kinds of characters, right? Yes, so yes. why why should I as a player need to invest so much more money and, and again I don't know what the magnitude of that is but this is just my general like grasp of the situation why, so these are DLCs right we're talking about DLCs right no, now no no these are not DLCs yeah they are part of the game we'll call these microtransactions this is a this is the the official term you know so I believe I don't think that's the case now but on release Star Wars Battlefront 2 was like that. You, you, you were allowed to use your uh, real-world money to buy um, these loot boxes to get characters. So, it, for, uh, you know, a full-price uh, AAA game, I think up front to play this game, you, you, you still need like uh, 60 US dollars. Mm-hmm. And after that, you still have to use money, real money, to purchase all these loot boxes to get uh, the particular character that you might want to play or, you know, the particular equipment. I'm, I'm not too right. sure about how the game went, but that, that was how it was. And that's and that's why there was a huge back- backlash when the game came out because it was a terrible grind. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. EA, EA did let you allow, uh, did let you try to earn a chance right. to roll all these, but it was really, really, really difficult to earn yes, one. Exactly. Okay, that, so from what I'm yeah. hearing... From what I'm hearing, it just sounded everybody had very negative reaction to yes, I Star think Wars Battlefront 2, right? When they implemented a sort of gacha system for these characters. Again, then, I, I don't know if that system is, is gacha in the stricter sense, but I think a large part of that outcry was also because of EA's posturing. And Zelian also mentioned that there is an alternative to investing more money just to get your character which is to just spend like an absurd amount of hours into the game to basically grind right. resources to so, get this So, character. okay, so there was a negative backlash to this. Then, can you explain to me why games like FGO and Genshin Impact are so popular despite the fact that Gacha is such a core element of this game? Alright, the, the major difference between all the titles you mentioned earlier... Uh, let's let's take Star Wars and uh, FGO for example. It's one you have to pay money upfront to play, and the other it's free to play. You free to download. The game right. doesn't force you to play. They said, "Hey, we are free. 
we you come in, um, you know, we 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 give you a free ten or twenty rolls, and you make do with it. If you want more, then pay up. If you don't want, you're free to go. I see. So, FGO and Genshin Impact, these are all free to play, right? And you don't need to pay money to actually enjoy the game. Well, uh, yes, you're not you're not obligated to use money to to enjoy the game. Uh, you don't have to in a in a very loose sense. You don't have to pay money to play the game. It's absolutely free. You can earn uh roles in the game by playing the game. Because because from my from what I thought of these games, right, and yeah. and their gacha system was that yes, it is free to play, and I always thought the gacha system was just to get characters that you didn't have, but it wouldn't really impact the gameplay. In a loose sense, it doesn't really affect the gameplay because the core gameplay is there. You, you control... Let's take uh, Genshin Impact, for example. You, you you control a team of four different characters in a... I would call it open-world 3D setting. You just uh, you know run around, do open-world game things, uh, fight monsters, you know, doing quests. But the... um I would say the allure behind Genshin Impact is the characters and the character designs are actually actually good. They 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 really do have the the charm. That's why uh you know it it draws in millions of gamers every day. You know you you see Genshin Impact ads all over social media, all over YouTube. I would say it brings a lot. It brings in a lot of money. Right. So, so what when you roll? So like let's say you pay money for a roll, right? And then you roll like oh I get this character and it's like a JPEG image, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's that's the yeah that that's our that's the community jo- yeah joke like, We call it uh, rolling for JPEGs, you know. Because <laughs> I think there are yeah, some it, games where it's it's closer it, to what you've mentioned, where it's really just like like the gameplay element is not very heavily affected. I think one difference of Genshin Impact is that it actually does affect your gameplay experience to a bigger extent because different characters have. Like actually different abilities and playstyles, which has a bigger impact than just having or owning a JPEG, which you can just do a Google search on, right? Instead of spending right. money. So, but, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. So, why, why is this so popular? Like, wouldn't it be better and more logical to, instead of paying for a chance to get a character that you might want, uh, you just pay out straight for the character you want, right? I right. I think I think it's it's two words, right? Gambling addiction. I think yes. that's that's pretty much sums up the the entire right, business let, model. It's free let, to play, let, it sucks people in. And once they get hooked onto the system, that's how they make their money, right? Like I think even though you compare games like Star Wars, arguably a franchise like Star Wars has a huge fan base, right? Compared to Genshin Impact which came out of the blue like what one or two years ago at this point and what only two years ago it feels like it's been so long I, no, I'm not, no. I think it's been two years or so give or take but the moment it got released if I'm not mistaken it earned around like two to three billion dollars in its first year which is pretty insane yeah, and, I'm not and this is coming from I'm a free to play game you know like this is a game where people don't have to pay any money up front to play it but once they get engrossed into into the system and they get their first taste, you know, because obviously you can still participate in the gacha system even without using money. And I think that's an important aspect of 
like a business model of these kind of things. But right, so they're but, not they're not forcing. So unlike right. Star Wars Battlefront, they're not forcing players to pay. It's a choice that their consumers are making. Well, to clarify, uh, Star Wars doesn't actually force you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, let me clear the misconception here. No yeah. game, no game forces you to pay. Right. In the case of Star Wars, is um yeah, you have to pay upfront to play the game to own the game. But for Genshin Impact or any other free to play game you have heard of before, you don't have to. You just have to go to the Play Store and you press download. But then let me right. ask you this question. So you ask, you were asking earlier, so what 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 causes people to actually want to you know pay for a chance to get something? Uh, have what do you do you do any uh recreational uh gambling from time to time? Uh, maybe like during Chinese New Year. Didn't I just lose money to you that time? <laughs> yeah so yeah um yeah it's exactly the same concept so it's the thrill of getting something and the thrill of losing of losing something it's like it's it's like what's the house say like two words gambling addiction it's the thrill that people seek when they do this and um the reason why genshin impact work their model works like this is they actually uh take advantage of fomo which so, is fomo all right fomo is fomo fear of missing out Okay. Alright. So how they do this is um every time when they announce a new uh let's say character, they are only available for a very limited amount of time. So in this case, um yeah, just speaking of Genshin Impact, right? Just I believe yesterday they just released their new patch and um you know of uh income with new characters. And um all these characters are actually only available for the next three weeks. And after right. that, after that, then uh, you know it's bye bye until until the game studio says all right. Uh, let me bring them back. So other than that, uh, they will not. You will never see them again. You will never have a chance to get them again until they bring them back. So, um, this really you know elicits the emotion of FOMO and some people who cannot control their urges that well or you know they they. It's like that SpongeBob meme. You know, it's like the the when he says I want it. Yeah, it, it, that that's what happens and. And that's how they managed to open their wallets. Lah. I see. So, but for into normal gambling places, right? Uh, like casinos, they're regulated in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but these, like these games, this gacha system, which is, like you say, it's technically gambling, uh, they're not really regulated, right? No, who regulates them? Nobody regulates them. I think there's been talk about this. And if I'm not mistaken, it's actually something which I uh, wanted to circle back to, which is the fact that there are some proponents, let's say, of this, you know, gacha gaming or micro, you know, loot boxes or, or what, what have you call it. They argue that there is a fundamental difference between gambling and, you know, participating gacha. in gacha or loot boxes, which is the fact that you are guaranteed to get something. It just might not be what you want, but it is something of, you know, a, a dubious value. Value. It is right. something of value, even yeah. if it's not what you you wanted to buy. Exactly. And whereas in gambling, it's it's a zero sum game, right? You either win or you lose. So, in in that sense, you could see you could say that there is a fundamental difference between, you know, gacha and gambling in the traditional sense at a casino or whatever but I like to Zilliang's point the 
the emotions which it preys on, you know, gambling, uh, it's it's basically the same one, right? So, I think the model and the system, in terms of how it's implemented, is more or less the same. Uh, and these kinds of arguments are, I don't know, in my opinion, it's, it's kind of obfuscates the actual, you know, conversation, right? So I think that uh, the biggest obstacle, right, to regulation is just I don't think there's really been a good solution or like what like how do we actually regulate you know uh, yeah these, yeah this, this I don't think there's a way to regulate but uh what I do notice is um in recent years with uh the boom of Chinese Chinese based gacha gaming is they actually do introduce a new system uh, they call it the PT system so what this actually the PT, PT system yes PT system so let me take a, uh let me let me compare two games that you mentioned earlier uh FGO and Genshin Impact in FGO, uh, the rates to get uh, the so-called SSR, super, super rare characters, is at about 1%. Okay? Uh, 1% and uh, there, there, there's, this, there's this system called the featured character. So let's say if it's a new character that they're releasing out, uh, this featured character will be 70% of that Seven- 1%. Oh, so it's like 0.7%. Mm, no, it's not zero point seven percent. It's zero point zero one multiplied by zero point seven. Right. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. Back back in the day, uh, in all these uh, older games, is there were no PT systems. So you're at the mercy of that one percent the entire time that you are trying to collect that character. So, for example, um, let's say you've dropped in about three hundred US dollars into the game and. Not a single time you 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 lucked out on that one percent. Right. There were there is no safety net for you. It's either you go until you win or you go until you lose. Right. The, the, the game doesn't protect you anyway. But in terms of Genshin Impact, uh, how the game works is like this. Uh, their rates are a bit different. Uh, for upfront, if you just look at the numbers, you you would you would feel Genshin Impact is a little more stingy because uh, let's say if you want the new character, the super rare character. But it's only six uh zero point six percent. It's not even one percent. And out of this zero point six percent, you have a fifty fifty percent chance of getting that character you want or the other characters that are in the pool. Right. But the the, ma- the major difference in how they do this is let's say if you fail to get the character the first time. So let's say if you if you lost on that fifty fifty, the the next time that you hit that zero point six percent again. Regardless of what you you will get the character that they they featured, right? Okay. So it's so it's if you don't get it the first time, you're guaranteed to get it the next time. Correct. Okay, that that's the first component. So and the second component is like this: um, from the very first time you roll until a hard stop at ninety, if eighty nine times you roll uh you roll in the gacha and you get not not the super character super rare character. On the ninetieth, hundred percent, it's you hit the zero point six percent, regardless. So in in a way, let's say if uh you know you're you, you are you're those people who have pretty much uh, a lot of disposable income and, and is comfortable with spending their money, right? Uh, and then you, you, ter- you, there's a term for these people. Yes, <laughs> there, there are two, there's a term for these people. We we'll get to that later. So okay, for people who 
who are willing, <laughs> who are um, like slightly more loose, like you know, they are more loose, more lettered people. You know, they 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 can just they don't have to spend an absurd amount of money to let's say uh let's say to get six copies of the same character. In other games where they don't have this kind of safety net, you can go on forever. The math is there, it, even though it's unlikely, but it's it's still possible to get there. But in games like this, uh, once you you know once you reach all your your so called PTs and you got your character, you can stop. There's really no reason for you to roll anymore. Right. I but see. I guess the original question was on regulation, right? So are, are you yes. kind of suggesting that this is a system no. which we could use to regulate? No, 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 no. This is not a regulation at all. This is just, I would call this uh. customer protection. <laughs> I am not sure if uh, well, Chinese companies are obligated to put this in. Exactly, or, or right? So it's, it's just it's a business it's a, model in that sense. Yeah, right? correct. So, so you're saying like if I'm a father of a... I don't know, ten year old kid who's playing uh, Genshin Impact. Yes. And one day I realized, oh my gosh, he's he used my credit card to pay for to pay for the gacha system in, in this game. I think this and, happened not too long ago. Yeah, actually. but but then and and he's trying to get this character and he's spending all my money just to get this character. But I know there's a certain amount that that he's guaranteed to get the character and then he'll stop spending my money. So it's kind of a safety net safety net for situations like these is that what you're trying to say well that is only if your son has impulse control <laughs> right right the, the game isn't gonna protect your credit card yeah and right. um you have to talk to your that, bank that, that, there's, there's a fundamental issue here already there's a fundamental issue here already it, the fact that your 10 year old can you know somehow manage to get your credit card and go through all the extra OTP checks just to spend money it's kind of wrong. Something is wrong there already. I I believe the game is the least of your worries. Right. So you're saying you say so you're saying you know lately we've been hearing more and more, uh, in the news. Right. We've been hearing more and more uh situations like like these happening where a parent finds out that their child spent I don't know ten thousand dollars like hundred fifty thousand dollars on on in game currencies. So you're saying that isn't the game's fault. It's the parents' fault for not supervising their children properly. Um, I would say it's more like it's more like everyone's at fault here. One is the bank shouldn't even allow you to go through hundred fifty thousand dollars in transactions to begin with, right? Right, right. Okay. Two is you know these kind of games they actually do have a age limit. Most of the time, most of the time, I believe uh you 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 need to be at least thirteen or older to play all these games, right? If you follow the you know the the account registration process and put in the minimum age. Uh, the game should actually prevent you from going forward if your age is thirteen, uh, less than thirteen, basically. And um, the biggest issue here is how would your child be uh would be able to access your credit card, or you know somehow misuse misuse the credit card to 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 make all these transactions? Can you really blame the game for that? Right. So you're saying it's like those so you're saying it's like you know in America where kids somehow get their hands on their parents' gun and accidents happen. It's not the gun it's not the gun's fault. It's the parents' fault for why why can their child get their hands on the gun in the first place? Do don't you agree? A I gun agree is a that. a gun is an inanimate object. I agree with that. But but it but there's an argument to say where 
there's an argument to be had like regarding the gun thing, right? As as a as right. an example, as a um where if there were proper stricter gun control laws, then even if his parent was more lax about it, there wouldn't be a chance for their child to get a, their hands on a gun anyway. Correct. So, that's your you're right. Right? That's yeah. what, so, that's why I mentioned earlier there there needs to be a way to to screen out people who shouldn't be there. That's why there were age checks. But you know, it's the internet. Nobody but, no, but do you nobody think thirteen is too young? Do you think thirteen is too young? Because like even fifteen mm. year olds could do the same thing, right? Yes. Actually back to the topic of this, uh, I've read some articles where in China they were actually starting to crack down on all of these. So if I'm not mistaken, kids eighteen years and below, they are like only allowed to play two hours a two hours a week or something like that. Yeah, but but week. that's not specifically Genshin, right? Hey, not, not Genshin. That's it, not specifically Gacha, right? That's just no. Any it's game. it's in general. Yes, they 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 go they go the draconian way. So they're like saying, okay, we have a we have a kid gaming problem. What do we do? We limit them three hours a week. How do you control that though? How do you control? How do you tell when someone's playing more than three hours of games a week? I believe in countries like these, you have to use your national ID to register an account. I believe it's actually more strict. Though, like, yeah, they are. They, they are workarounds, definitely. to get around these because they also don't agree with those policies. Yes, definitely. What happens? Uh, what happens though? What happens if my child goes like three hours and like ten seconds? Like, did the police come uh, barging into no, my door? No, 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 no. I don't think the police will come and get you, but the game operator is obligated legally to stop to you shut. from playing the game. So they'll right. probably just, they just deny your access to the game, something oh, like that. Right. I, think, I think going back to the original question, though, right, I understand the parallel that you're trying to draw between... I mean, if the topic is obviously regulation, then there are some markets which need to be regulated. I believe guns are definitely one of them, in my opinion. Yes, yeah. but guns are but, a big can of worms. So that's right, right. right. I, I will say that the comparison gu- guns are much more uh, harmful. Like harmful, I, the propen- yeah, com- the propensity and the the magnitude of the harm, right, is is so much is so far removed from you know. I mean, obviously, gotcha. yeah. From from, so, from 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 JPEGs, right? Yes. 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 All right. It's not the JPEGs fault. It's more predatory um, business practices, lah. Right. Right, the the JPEGs didn't harm anyone. The guns didn't harm anyone. It's the guys who the guys who use it. Right. So, but don't you say? Don't you think like the the gacha system is kind of at fault as or has a responsibility for this as well too? Like, uh, I for example, a, like I I would it like that because previously, if I'm not mistaken, before this whole gacha system was in play, the traditional system was just. Oh, here's a new character. If you want a character, you can pay for it. That's pretty much it. Yes, and, and before Gacha came around, people were complaining about these two. And now what happened? People complain about Gacha instead of that. So people move on. <laughs> but what you say this is worse than worse than uh, what yeah, it, it is worse. Um it is true, but you know, as as time goes by, trends move and everything changes. Uh some things people start to learn to accept because when I, I don't know. I feel like there's a cartel in 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 uh Western gaming where when one guy does it, everyone has to do it. Right. Is is and that not same? It's not. Is that not true for Gacha games as well? Gacha, didn't F- gacha didn't FGO start out with this and 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 yes, get, and there and were China other games too. way before FGO. So right. I, what I'm trying, I mean, what I'm not trying to say, I'm not. I'm not trying to defend Gacha here, but 
it's more I, I I believe this system has been around longer in Asia than it has been in in, uh, in the Western sphere and now that they are now that they you know take wind of this and they decided hey the the loot box market the gacha market is so lucrative they decided let's try to tap that but as you can see what happened when they did try that they didn't they didn't make it fair. I would, I would, I would call this. They didn't make it fair. Right, because because you already had to pay for the game in the first place, right? Yes. So that's okay. I mean, some people are, you know, they have more money. They they are willing to spend it. Fine, do whatever you want. But the way they make you, I wouldn't say force you, but they kind of strong arm you into, into doing it anyway. Because if you don't do this, you may lose out to other players. Or game content is just too too hard to clear with what they give you right up but, front uh, I think maybe like another difference I'm thinking about it right now another difference between maybe western game, western games and you know Asian, uh, Asian games like like gacha games is that from what I can tell games like FGO and Genshin Impact they're just they just keep going right they just keep going and they just keep adding more and more to it and mm-hmm. and this there's just, there's just continuous support but you know, let's say games like I don't know FIFA or maybe like even Star Wars. There's always new versions of the game coming out. Right. It's not just continuous support. So. Correct. So it's more like oh, I'm paying for this game, and then they and then they expect me to you know pay for the gacha system as well. But then when the next thing comes out, I have to pay for that game as well. It doesn't just carry over. No. Exactly. So I think it just boils down to the business model, right? I think that's really all it is because like you mentioned, a game with long-term support, there has to be some kind of recurring revenue there, right? And the system is, you know, it's is obvious how they are making their money in, in that kind of uh, a paradigm when, when they offer long-term support on the game because they release content which, you know, they can, you can, they, they advertise the chance to get that kind of content and one of the ways to get that is by spending money on the game. So that's how that kind of game would make their revenue. And on the other hand, you have other games which don't have that aspect of gambling, where you ideally get what you pay for. And, and that, that is just a difference in the business model, right? So, like, I don't necessarily think it's, you know, whether, whether it's a, a trend or what, it's, it's just kind of, different segments of the market in my opinion right so okay so from uh looking at the what i've seen i I, i'm not a gamer again not a gamer but from what i've seen online like the trends on trends or like gaming trends first there was you know in-game currencies then they went to dlcs downloadable content and now it's gacha so where do you think it's going to go I don't know, in 10 years. Do you oh, think yeah. Gacha is here to stay? Or do you think it'll still, it'll change? Or, or do you think Gacha will be like, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, dead, or not dead, but just, you know. Mm. Sidelined, maybe. Yeah, yeah. sidelined, yeah. You have to understand, right, um, the Gacha component, I would say, it's not really the, the core gameplay. It, it's it's definitely a major part of it, but it's not the core gameplay. You can actually have a game without it. So um, you know, I'm not an expert here. Um, I don't know how the gaming industry would take 
take this forward and you know maybe in the future they will drop this concept altogether but I believe at where we are now it's here to stay at least for another five years yeah I think I would I would be I'm, I'm also not an expert but I am also quite inclined to believe that there's no reason for the idea of Gacha to disappear on its own unless it's heavily regulated from a from a top-down kind of perspective because the idea of gacha gambling these are concepts which are as old as humanity right <laughs> i'm inclined to believe yes as <laughs> old as humanity yeah i mean in i obviously wasn't around in, in the early early ages of humanity but i'm inclined to believe that these are the kind of tendencies that we we tend to have right it's, it's just our human nature so until and unless these kinds of markets are heavily regulated, I don't see this segment of the market disappearing. And especially when there is such a large business incentive to tap into that market, like it, it just doesn't make sense for me to imagine that companies are just gonna, you know, say, okay, we're done, you know. We've had okay, so let's let's okay, so let's let's close out this episode. Uh, by I just want to ask because both of you are still playing Genshin Impact, and I don't know whether you guys are spending money for the gacha, but uh, but yeah, why why do you still continue to play it? You know, why don't you just stop and play? Uh, I don't know, a... play play other games. I do play other games actually. I think I'm only to be honest. I did have a kind of introspective session with my, like, and I was thinking about, you know, is this game really worth playing? You know, cause, well, uh, I'll, I guess I'll be honest to say that I've never spent any money on, on any gacha game. Weirdly enough, though, I have spent a significant amount of money on actual gacha machines before. Right. <laughs> but, but, I, but I've never actually played or spent any money on like these kind of gacha games. Um, but, I, I think there's a, for me at least, there is a tapering point where if you aren't an active participant in, in that kind of system, you know, there, there is content which is still accessible to you as a player who doesn't spend any money. And I think these players are also a product of the system. And I would go so far as to say an intended product of the system. Because to be honest, I, I have, I have the suspicion and I don't have the numbers to back me up here, but I'm quite, inclined to believe that a good 80% of this company's revenue comes from like 20% of their players, right? Who have... Right, the typical 80-20 ratio. <laughs> yeah, the AP, uh, exactly. Uh, who have well, I mean, how about you? But, I mean, before you said, you did mention just now about uh, people with large amounts of disposable in- income playing to, willing to play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we call them whales. Right. Why? Why whales? I don't know. That's yeah, just the, 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 I have no idea either. The word the word precedes me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think the word has preceded you. I'm pretty sure it's it, it's it preceded it preceded me joining the community, I would say. <laughs> yeah. 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 How about you? Why, why, so do you spend money on, on, on gacha games and, and if so, like do you think your money's been well spent and why do you still continue to play it? Well, in my case, uh, I, I'm not speaking for everyone. Um, for me, is I do have a budgeted 
amount of money every month I put aside for entertainment purposes. Could be anything, games, purchasing games on Steam or whatever. And, um, you know, I treat games like this like like drinking alcohol, you know. As long as you do it responsibly, yeah. you're fine. Alright? Just do not get so caught up into it where you feel anxious, you know, you feel depressed, you feel a lot of strong emotions. Do not attach strong emotions to the game itself. It's like um, people who got got hooked on drink to, you know, or, or smoking where they can't live without. Um, right. I think I, that's I, I, good I, advice. I think that's good yes. advice to follow for anything in life. Yes, exactly. So what I'm trying to say is if you if you want to spend money, which I do, I'll be honest up front, um, just do it responsibly. If you're out of budget, then just just, just stop. Yeah. You know? Right. You're out of budget, do not do it. If you don't even budget and say I don't want to spend, then just tell yourself that don't spend. Don't fall in, don't don't give in the peer pressure. Yeah. It's, it's all about trade-offs, right? So Yes. Well As long um, as you're conscious of, of what you're doing and, and don't yeah, Yes, as long as you're aware of what you're control, doing. <laughs> you know. Don't lose yourself to FOMO. Don't you know lose control of your purse strings because you're seeing it's other people getting man, FOMO, like this is so off topic, but man, FOMO did, I remember when they used to just be called peer pressure, you know. Now it's it is it is it, 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 it is just another form of peer pressure. But it's not the same. It's, <laughs> it's not the same. It's just the latest buzzword, you know. Peer pressure is like you know, um yeah, I would say it's almost the same, but FOMO is like a stronger emotion. It's just like it's just like Instagram addiction. People with Instagram subset, addiction It's a subset of peer wow, pressure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, this is completely off topic, but okay, <laughs> I think that's yeah. enough for this week's episode on Gacha. Yes. I don't think I think there's a lot more to talk about, but you know, that's yeah, it's, it's, too much, it's too much it's too much for stop, it's too much for just one episode. Out of control. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we derailed this like two times already this session. Right. <laughs> okay, so yes. okay, I'd like to thank you both for uh, joining me for this episode. Uh, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at t.h.tangent. You can't find me. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know. Okay. He's gone. Thanks He's out for, here. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for listening. And thank you both again for joining me. Okay. Yep. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And see you guys next week. Bye.